Oh, it's Matt Mosley's show. Rolling on a Wednesday. Thank you, Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, for what you do. And, uh, boy, our next guest, he's, uh, I think he's going to have a tie on. He's probably already picked out a suit. Uh, he's going to have a lot of folks there to, uh, to welcome him into the Texas Sports Hall of Fame uh, in Waco, Texas. Randy Galloway joining us now. And, Randy, it's, uh, it's finally here. I mean, I think you were perhaps voted in two or three years ago. And, uh, yeah. and, and you know, this thing had to be deferred because of uh, the pandemic. And, and uh, it's, the ceremony, I believe, is finally going to happen. Are you, uh, are you prepared? And uh, how is your speech coming along? Well, uh, I really haven't. Well, I can't say I haven't worked on a speech. You need to thank a few people, and uh, uh, I've done that. But probably just uh, kind of roll off the top of your head would be the main thing. I worry about. Uh, I, th- I think I own two suits to my name: one black, one gray. Uh, and the one that I wear, Matt, will be the one that uh, fits because these suits were bought many years ago. <laughs> they're not. They're not modern. <laughs> I hope, uh, obviously, I don't wear them very much, but I hope one will uh, one will fit. I was uh, a bit thinner back uh, in the day when I bought the suits. But it's, hey, this is, if you spend all your life in, uh, you know, writing sports, uh, and a big part of it doing sports talk radio, 50 years as a sports writer and 29 on sports talk radio, and you've done it all in Texas, all in this one market, and they say that you've been voted into the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. I mean, that is the ultimate of the ultimate. I am highly honored uh, that who I don't even know who does the voting, what committee, but uh, I'm highly honored that uh, that my name was chosen for that. And a little bit, you realize that first media class, Matt had the. Blackie Sherrods and the Dan Jenkins, and uh, yeah. So, I guess I'm in this. Me being in the same media room there at the Hall of Fame uh, uh, with those uh, with those names, I'm I'm not I'm not up to that. I'm not up to that kind of honor. But uh, I'm just dang glad they somebody decided that I should be in the Hall of Fame. I'm proud of that, and I'm, I'm honored by it. Uh, now, Randy, the Mickey Herskowitz apparently set the all-time record. Uh, I think he went in with that group you just mentioned. Yes, uh, he from the, I forgot at, to mention, and Mickey was a good friend, is a good friend, and uh, from going way back. And uh, and I forgot to mention Mickey. That's another name, <laughs> yeah. But, uh-huh, so but, you had Sherrod, Dan, Jenkins, and Mickey. But he set the record for what? 32 minutes he was at the mic. Yeah. And I, uh, I, I, now I I could see our buddy Brad Sham, who's also joining you. Now, Brad likes to, I mean, listen, all of us in our, in this business have been accused of going on and on at times too much. Now, if I had to, if I had to place a bet on your class, who might go the longest? I think John McClain, I might put my money on John, who, by the way, is going on one of the 
the most amazing uh, goodbye tours I've ever seen. Now, when you retired, <laughs> you just kind of disappeared for a while. Yeah. Uh, right. And and sure, John I, is yeah. throwing out a lot of pitches. He's he's throwing out a lot. He's going to a lot of things. And uh, uh, he and then John, as only John could, he he tweeted out that he would still be appearing on his more than twenty radio appearances a week <laughs> during the NFL season. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love McLean. So you're saying. Kind of hope nobody was 30 minutes. I planned to be, they said five tops, and I planned to try to hold it right at five, if not under. And uh, uh, But, yeah, if anybody's going to go over, and remember, as you well know, John is a Waco lad, so he's going to have a lot of family and old friends there. He might, uh, I, he, I don't think he'll top Mickey if Mickey actually went 32 minutes. But Sham's got a, you know, he's got a chance to do that, <laughs> to, go, <laughs> to go heavy, too. Now, when you think back, talking to Randy Galloway, going in the Texas Sports Hall of Fame, and, and you know, Blackie Sheard, Dan Jenkins, everybody, we all have kind of our heroes in the business. When you were um, coming up at the uh, Dallas Morning News and, and you covered those Rangers in the early days, but even before that, uh, some people don't know that you went down in that Port Arthur land and, uh, and oh, uh, what do we yeah. call that? The golden triangle or, uh, sure do. that part of the country, like who, who would you say was, was kind of the earliest influence, uh, as far as p- kind of pointing you in the right direction and, and really giving you some, uh, some guidance in the area. Cause I, as I recall, I don't think your academic career, you, you weren't like, <laughs> you weren't maybe as serious as you meant to be, or your parents had hoped you would be in that world who really kind of took you under, uh, his wing and, and pointed you in the right direction. Well, when you grew up like, you know, my age and that's old, but when you grew up, and you were interested in being a sports writer, your hero was automatically Blackie Sherman. I mean, I, I don't think there's a kid that was coming along when I came along who didn't think Blackie was their hero. Still is today uh, for me. But, man, I, you know, I have to give full credit to Walter, the late, great Walter Robertson, longtime sports editor of the Morning News. And uh, he let me uh, – he brought me in uh, just – start off cover Friday night football in, in like 1964, uh, 65 there. And uh, then at, at that time, wanted me to do stories during the week on football districts, then suggested uh, that I go to uh, the Port Arthur News. They were looking for a full-time sports writer. I'd never been one. I was like 21 years old. And uh, I didn't had to look on the map where Port Arthur was because uh, I'm, you know, from up here, from Grand Prairie. Went to Port Arthur, absolutely loved it, and uh, I got immediate uh, help. And I've had that throughout my career, frankly. Uh, people who've gone out of their way, but particularly early on, it was it was important. And uh, uh, guys like the Devillier brothers, John and Rush, and uh, in Port Arthur, great newspaper people, small paper, 35,000 circulation, but these guys were really good. Uh, uh, just on and on people there in Port Arthur 
went out of Ed Holder, was the outdoor editor, one of the best in the country, even in a small paper. He went out of his way to help me. Those were very important. When you get back, then the morning news brought me back. Walt did a year later. And, you know, I walk into it. We had 12 people on the staff. It's amazing. That was the staff. But, uh, you know, Sam Blair, I always give Sam Blair credit because I thought I knew a lot more than I actually did. You find that amazing, I know. <laughs> but <laughs> I, was dumber than, I was dumber than I thought. And uh, Sam Blair, when uh, Gene Wilson, another guy who uh, – Gene was the main high school writer. I was I was on him and uh, uh, covering – I covered all the county and the area. He covered the city schools in those days. But Gene went out of his way to introduce me to all the high school coaches – you know, just help like that. And I never forgot that. And I always wanted, you know, if I ever was in a position where I could help uh, writers, young sports writers, or heck, veteran sports writers, I always wanted to do that. And I tried to do that. But uh, you never forget the people that go out of their way to help you. Uh, not only as you're coming up, but heck, I could use the help, <laughs> you know, 40, 45 years into the into the job and uh there were always people there and i appreciate that well you know i'm one of the young guys that you did help um and uh that's that's why uh i'll be there saturday night texas sports hall of fame and uh in fact uh, randy were i was doing a giveaway earlier or a little uh, uh contest to see who uh I, i've given away two free tickets to get to sit with me. Do you think that's a, like a, a something people would want to win? Or do you think I'm afraid we may not be able to fill those two seats, but I, 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 you know, I, I don't know. Waco is not that sleepy. Is it that somebody on a Saturday night would want to come to this thing and, uh, and, uh, and sit with you. But mm-hmm. I have, uh, uh, you know, I've got a, uh, Thank goodness. Of course, family will all be there and uh, grandkids. But, uh, you know, I've got a, a lot of friends and uh, neighbors, friends, neighbors, uh, people coming. Uh, and I, heck, uh, Coach Buck, Tim Buchanan, Lido High School, 10. I want to see if Jay Black will just put him in with me. He goes right <laughs> in. Ten. Coach Buck, 10 state championships. Uh, football championships, the most in the history of Texas high school football. So I think Buck's already working on the speech. <laughs> yeah. Jay will Yankee right up there. I'm I'm sure Jay would appreciate the help as you come in there recommending people and make nominations. Right. Now, my table, we may all just pull right over and, and join you guys over there. This is going to be this is going to be interesting. Now, Werder will probably who's apparently presenting you will could end up taking this whole thing over and he will there is no one who will show up that will take this more seriously than Ed Werder. I promise you. There are going to be a lot of notes, and there's going to be he's going to hit, try to hit all the right notes, and he will be presenting you. But uh, Ed was a young writer covering the Cowboys. Now remind our people, wow. you you yeah, when you got into w- when you got into town to cover the Cowboys in those days though didn't wasn't that part of the requirement? Whoever the the young beat writer was covering the Cowboys would have to come pick you up in like a Lincoln town car. What was the, what what were the rules on that? Well, when you're on the road, 
always uh, rented a Lincoln Town Car to kind of tune around <laughs> in them. Big four-door things that Hertz had. Loved those things. We called them the Pimp Mobile. And I'd always have one. So we were traveling, but there were times when I would like to have a cocktail. So I would ask uh, one of the beat writers or whoever other, of course, you know, in those days of morning <laughs> news, we'd send 10 to 12 on the road with the Cowboys every week, and I'd ask somebody to drive. So because you don't want to have a few cocktails and be driving and somebody else would be driving the pimp mobile, and they call that driving Mr. Randy, which after the <laughs> <laughs> which was named after what the movie Driving Miss Daisy or whatever that movie was that was out at the time. No, I never, done, nobody had to pick me up in that. Now, I did request more than <laughs> once out there in the cities of the United States uh, that we do have a, uh, we do have a uh, driver who will not be drinking for the evening, which is, a, you know, a good thing. Boy, you were ahead of your time. You were ahead of your time in that area. I do recall one. <laughs> I do recall one time finding a container, and I won't give the whole story, but I decided it would be good to empty that container, and then you you, you discovered that I had I had poured it out, and you were not pleased with me. And no, I, no, I, I remember that. It's a, I think there's somebody still had a recording of that, and uh, you were very upset. Now, in your in your sports writing days, I, I've been watching this Winning Time, this HBO show, and they make Jerry yeah. West look horrible. But you went out, oh, you used yeah. to go to those finals, and you would go out yeah. to the fabulous forum. Did you ever? I, I I I was thinking about you the other day. I was wondering, did you ever get to visit with Doctor Jerry Buss, the uh, the Lakers owner? Did y'all ever cross paths? Because this this um, the way he's portrayed, at least this. This was one of the great characters in, in NBA history. Well, it, it, and I never had a conversation. My, my greatest moment, it, it happened at Reunion, uh, 85, I'd, uh, Mavericks and uh, Lakers playoffs, just a hell of a series, and that was the Showtime Lakers. And it was so loud. There's Dr. Buss, all that hair. This guy that I didn't watch this, I'm just – flipped by and watched a minute of it because it really pisses me off. Jerry West was a class guy, did talk to him quite a bit, got to know Pat Riley extremely well. And uh, that was a good thing if you were writing a column in Dallas. But uh, Dr. Buss, after the game, the Mavericks had won this game in the last seconds. Uh, Reunion Arena is still will still be the loudest place I've ever heard Certainly locally, nothing can compare to it. But Dr. Buss walking out, he had his date with him. She was, God, I hope she was 18. Uh, you know, whatever, <laughs> in this state, you need to be 18. Had his uh, young date with him, and they're walking out, and both of them had their fingers in their ears. Their ears were hurting. And I thought that, I said, that's a funny moment right there, Dr. Buss. <laughs> Because the, the, the forum could be, it could get crazy, and it could get loud. But the, when Reunion was popping, and I, you know, downtown Dallas now, AT and T, I know that place gets loud. And I'll read there once in a while, and maybe because I'm not there, but I'll read somebody say it reached Reunion noise, 
level. I, boy, I'd have to be there to judge it before I would believe that it did it, because they were just different type uh, facilities. But that was my favorite moment with Dr. Buss, his 18-year-old, we hope, date. And uh, they, they're leaving, uh, departing the arena with their fingers in their ears because <laughs> the crowd was so loud. And, of course, it was a huge disappointment because the Mavericks went ahead and lost the series. But uh, they made it interesting. Those were those were good times right there. And, I, you know, the uh, I've read a lot about what that – I don't – and I like the guy who wrote that – who wrote this thing? Matt, did you, uh, was it who? Oh, Jeff Perlman. Jeff Perlman Jeff wrote the Perlman book that it's based on. Know, now they may have yeah, taken some liberties. They may have taken some liberties with have. it. Yeah. And I've known Perlman for a long time, and I, you know, I know him to be uh, just a really good writer. He's done cowboy stories. You know, he doesn't fool around. But man, you know, there was nothing. And all, again, I hadn't watched it. Overall, but I've read about what they're doing, what they've done to Jerry West in this thing, and that's just not. That's nobody ever said that. No Laker people, no Laker media, you know that West was some drunken buffoon. On the other hand, I always thought he was highly respected. Oh hell, he was. He was highly respected. So that's yeah. kind of interesting. But those were uh, <laughs> they, those were crazy days. There, good days. Yeah, and and I was talking to Randy Galloway, going to the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. Now, Randy, was there one moment where Muhammad Ali hap- was in town? And did you? I'm trying to remember, you know, which because those those fights were so epic, and I didn't know. Yeah. I'm trying to remember how much you. Uh, I, I'm sure, like a lot of people, you liked going to some of those fights over the years. Um, did didn't did you have an audience with? Muhammad Ali one time? Yeah, a private. And people ask me, what's the greatest moment in, in the 50 years? And I always bring this up as as number one on just the way it worked out. And I don't know. Man, I, this had to be 69, 70. I don't know. And don't, you know, it was a it was a fight on foreign soil. I don't know if it's thrilling, Manila, or are one of those, but, and, and I can't even remember who he, uh, uh, I can't even remember who the, which one was the opponent. But anyway, Ali had won. Well, Walter Robertson, I mentioned him earlier, the late great. He uh, said, Randy, uh, what are you doing Saturday? And I said, no, nothing. It was the middle of summer. Uh, we had, you know, we had no major league team. We had nothing going on. A minor league baseball was it, and he said, uh, Cassius Clay. And I said, Walt, you mean Muhammad Ali? No, damn it, Cassius Clay. But Walt was kind of, <laughs> Walt, Walt was a military guy. Fought yeah. World War Two, and uh, he still had a grudge on uh, Ali for, well, we went on to get into that, but for everything that was going on. Uh-huh. And he said, anyway, he's coming to town. He's going to be at a church. Uh, over on what was then Forest Avenue, they call it, I think it's ML, MLK now, on Forest Avenue, and you'd be there at 2 o'clock. Well, uh, I said, fine. So I uh, I was dressed actually kind of nice. Uh, I put on a sport coat with jeans, had on boots, 
and I'm driving an old 62 Falcon that I had years, the Blue Goose, and it, it needed an oil change, so it was smoking. But I kept pulling up in front of the church, and it was not a what we call a church. It was a mosque uh, there in South Dallas. And, uh, of course, we know Holly's religion. And standing on the front porch was a regular house were about four brothers, uh, very, you know, clean-shaven heads, short hair, in suits, black suits, black tie, white shirt, and uh, sunglasses. And they were staring out at this honky boy to come driving up in a 62 Falcon that was smoking. I get out, walk up to the door. They were extremely friendly. And they said, are you here for the press conference? I went, yes, I am. Thank you. They said, wait right here. Uh, uh, several women came out. They had been preparing things inside. They brought me inside, whatever, uh, served, you know, water, whatever you needed to drink. And uh, so they said, well, if you'll wait right over there, uh, you can talk to the champ. And I went, okay. And so then... I'm there about five minutes. We had four TV stations in. We had uh, four newspapers. Times Herald, Morning News. I'm at the Morning News, of course. Star-Telegram, Fort Worth Press. Nobody showed up. I'm the only one there. Muhammad Ali's in town. And, again, these were, you know, these were times that were uh, – well, different times in America, and Ali was a, a very controversial figure at that time with everything that had gone on. So finally they said, uh, "Come, uh, uh, one of the ladies went, you can go in the room, uh, and uh, the champ would be right in. I went in, sat down, kind of in an off room there at the house. In walks Ali, sat down. We talked an hour. Nobody showed up. I was the only one there. And I'm going, wow, wow. And I, you know, you don't want to say it's a racist thing, but (laughs) there were some racial elements involved in that happening Mm -hmm. that way. But the, uh, yeah, I guess you'd go ahead and say it was a racial thing. But, I mean, I knew there were so many people at the, you know, Times Herald, the Star-Telegram, I mean, they would have loved to have been there. I don't know if editors didn't tell them about it. Or what? TV guys. You know, nobody's there. Well, I go back, and uh, uh, John Barker, Jabbo, the desk man, main desk man, oh, one of my guys at the morning news had been there forever. One of the guys who really helped me said, Randy, about, Walt said about 12 inches. I went, oh, John, we don't have anything going on. And I, I think I could go 20, 25. He said, give me 18, I'll get it in. So I sat down and write it. I could have written forever. And I, I'm pretty proud of this story. And, of course, I'm, you know, young sports writer. I figured, boy, this is going to be splashed across the top of the page, uh, the sports page. And I wake up the next morning, Sunday morning, paper's out. I get it not on the front page. It's back on, like, page six, not at the top of page six, but kind of at the bottom. And, uh, again, this is 69, 68, 670. We had nothing going on. There was no Major League Baseball. 
Cowboys were a long way from starting. Uh, nothing was happening. So I go, oh, man. So I go in on Monday. I don't say anything, but Walt called me over. He went, uh, I want to apologize. And I said, about what? Of course, I knew. Mm-hmm. He said, that story should be on the front page. That was a great story. Uh, I said, well, not. it didn't mean necessarily the way it was written. That was a great story, but it was just Ali in town. Yeah. A lot of great quotes, you know. So, anyway, that's my, uh, that, that's a long story, but that's my Muhammad Ali. But I'll never forget this. Nearly an hour, and this guy, I mean, he would jump up, go into, you know, go into a shuffle. I hit him. I hit him. I gave him this. See, I showed him this, this. And he'd be showing a right hand out there, fist. Then I came here. Then he's. He's coming with a left hand. I mean, it was it was everything. It was like those oh Howard uh, Howard Cosell interviews he used to do. You know, yeah. Except he'd get mad at Howard. He was very nice to me. That's uh, people have asked that for years, and I tell them that's the highlight of uh, that's been the highlight. Well, it's. Um... I, I remember hearing that, and it was just fascinating to me. And then, of course, there's the uh, the fact you end up on the Rangers beat, and that was a huge part of your career. And, and lo sure. and behold, there's Ted Williams. I mean, I, I still can't imagine what that was like. The, the splendid splinter, you know. You're you're. Uh, I mean, it, it's just it, that's just a that's just an amazing thing. But uh, well, Randy, I could do this all day, uh, and um, I look forward to. Uh, to be in there and seeing your family and and uh, it'll be a it'll be a great gathering down there in Waco and uh just you know if you would just kind of as you're up there uh it being honored and uh drinking it all in just give me a wink or a wave or something that's all I really require in life and uh and it'll be it'll it'll, it'll be fun but uh, congratulations to you we're excited to uh excited to participate in it all right, I thank you, Matt. And again, I'm just I'm honored, and I'm blessed uh, that you know I was chosen for this because, as I said earlier, there's, if you do what I did for all those years, there's no bigger honor to be in the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. Thanks very much, man. Yes, I just don't hope you don't get overshadowed by McLean. All right, I'll see you. Soon. I'll see. I'll see you soon. Okay. All right, there he goes, Randy Galloway. Uh, my long-time ter- long radio cohort in Dallas, he had a long radio career, 29 years on radio, started at, at WBAP as uh, uh, Sports at 6, I believe is what it was called. And then Chuck Cooperstein would come on at 8 o'clock and do maybe an hour at one point. And that uh, was considered people, you know, that was the only radio in town back in the day and um it was uh he's had a storied career and uh, 50 years of writing and he'll be going in the texas sports hall of fame all right real quick we'll we'll do campus confidential uh coming up here in a little while but next just going to get you caught up